Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Elevator Chat series in our Canadian journey. This is episode number 14 and the previous episode was also number 14 but that was of the longer version of this podcast. This is number 14 in the Elevator Chat series. I'm grateful for all the support and positive response that I'm getting uh, from all of you for this podcast in both the formats. As you know around here we don't shy away from discussing sensitive topics sometimes so sensitive that they are considered off limits for debate anyone getting anywhere near one of these issues is bound to be branded and labeled but if we are to make headway in forging a better society for ourselves these debates must be had today i am going to broach one such uh, sensitive issue the starting point for this issue as to exactly when children who identify as lgbtq can engage in certain actions connected with that identity that starting point was provided by some responses to my tweet i have linked it in the description below it seems that there is a large cohort of canadians who are of the firm view that there is no such age limit that once the child identifies as lgbtq they have unrestricted right to engage in actions that are in line with that identity here i specifically mean actions such as or decisions maybe we can call them such as surgery or medications for transitioning from their natal gender to the gender that they identify as while i do not have a background in law as a layman i find one comparison to be applicable here it relates to the legal tenet of um, age of consent while having conjugal relations with any person of their choice is the right of an individual that right is limited in the case of individuals who are below the threshold of a certain age in canada as you know that age is 16 years my focus here is on the actions or the decisions choices that the underage individual is engaged in above that age the actions would be free from legal scrutiny but below that age threshold the same action falls afoul of the law to be sure the legal repercussions are on the other person in the case of conjugal relationship and not on the underage person but i'm curious to find out if some similar arrangement is feasible in the case of lgbtq identifying children if the answer is in the affirmative then the next level of inquiry would be uh, regarding the precise actions choices that they cannot engage in or make does our society possess the requisite maturity to have this debate this is a needling question on the other side of pride those who are um, objecting to the way pride is being expanded now or practiced maybe is the right word many people on that side are talking about parental rights while this point is dismissed by their opponents in various ways there is one aspect that uh, has not been discussed as far as i have seen let me illustrate it with an example 
let's say there is a school child and their parents have conveyed to the school that the child is not supposed to eat certain things as a matter of religious belief or practice. For a Jewish or Muslim child, that would be pork. For some Hindus and Sikhs, it would be any non-vegetarian food. And uh, now suppose the child asks, this could be on a pizza day in school or in the after-school program where they are enrolled, to be given food that they are not supposed to be given. The teacher or whoever is in charge there would have no option but to follow the parents' instructions. This may seem like a trivial example and maybe, you know, equating food with um, gender identity might seem like a stretch to some. But I think the reasoning here is useful in other contexts as well. In effect, the parent's instruction tells the school what their child's religious beliefs are. To put a fine point on it, the child is not allowed to or supposed to define their own religious beliefs to the school. That right belongs to the child's parents. And remember, it's a charter right that we are talking about, the religious right. It gets defined for the child by the parents, legally. We see this elsewhere also, where a child's parents can claim exemption from vaccination for their child on religious grounds or reasons of conscience. The child cannot do that. It has to be done by the parents acting on the child's behalf. So in this context, parental right means the right to decide on their child's behalf what the child's religious rights are. All these arrangements regarding dietary restrictions and vaccination etc. were worked out when there was clarity regarding parental rights, namely that it was the duty of the parents to exercise the child's rights on the child's behalf because the child lacked the legal capacity to do so. Now, this is one thing that I haven't seen being uh, addressed meaningfully from the pro-pride side about the legal capacity, which is otherwise well-entrenched concept in law pretty much all over the world. As I have detailed in my article, Our Unbridged Divides, a huge portion of the controversy around pride is because we haven't had the debates that are necessary to determine whose rights end when there is a conflict between the rights of two entities, whose rights end and where they end. The resulting ambiguity leads to acrimony which benefits the political class. Therefore, any resolution must come from the people, but unfortunately, they are also too divided into opposing camps for that to happen. So, the squabbles will continue. That's a pretty gloomy point to end this podcast on, but I am out of ideas here. Do let me know your views in the comments. I will see you in the next episode. Until then, goodbye and be well.